Welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Jesse Wright Mendoza, and today we're going to get to the bottom of the complicated history of daylight saving time. Daylight saving time begins every year on the second Sunday in March. That's when we spring ahead, setting our clocks forward an hour. When daylight savings time ends on the first Sunday in November, we fall back, setting our clocks back an hour, giving us that blessed extra hour of sleep. Unless, of course, you're in Arizona or Hawaii or Puerto Rico or the U.S. Virgin Islands, for that matter, since these states and territories don't observe the time change. Now, Europeans and their daylight saving time a week earlier than those of us in North America— And around the world, well, it's a mixed bag. Only about 70% of countries follow daylight saving time. See what I'm saying? It's complicated. Daylight saving time was first proposed in 1895 by a New Zealand man named George Vernon Hudson. Hudson was a postal worker and amateur entomologist, someone who studies bugs. It was Hudson who suggested moving the clocks ahead in spring, so the sun would rise later in the day and shine longer in the evening during the warmer months. Hudson thought it would make those later hours more productive and would conserve resources by reducing the excessive use of artificial light. But really, Hudson just wanted more time to hunt for bugs after work. The time shift idea wasn't taken seriously at first. But then... War arrived. Germany and Austria adopted daylight saving time in 1916 as a fuel-saving measure during World War I. Many other European countries, including Belgium, France, Italy, the Netherlands, and England, followed. Australia came around to it in 1917. America didn't formally adopt the plan until 1918. And while it was done in the same spirit of wartime conservation, it was really profit and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that pushed the clocks forward. The Chamber of Commerce was all for the change, figuring that people were more likely to shop after work if it's still light out later in the day. The sports industries loved it too. Since illuminated parks and courses didn't exist yet, The extra daylight hours meant paying customers could stay on the golf course later or enjoy an evening ball game. But daylight saving time was hugely unpopular among voters. In the early 20th century, most of the country was still rural. People rose and went to bed earlier, and turning the clocks ahead messed with farmers' schedules, giving them less morning light to work and move their goods to market. So Congress repealed daylight saving time just a year later, before World War I even ended. It was still a local option, and a few states, including Massachusetts and Rhode Island, continued to observe daylight saving time. When World War II hit, Congress once again instituted daylight saving time nationally. But after the war, it was rescinded, and localities were again free to use daylight saving time, or not. That left the U.S. a patchwork of varying time zones. Cities tended to observe the jump forward, jump back, while rural areas did not. On one 35-mile stretch between Ohio and West Virginia, 
Buses pass through no fewer than seven time changes. The chaos eventually inspired the 1966 Uniform Time Act, America's first daylight saving law, although Arizona and Hawaii still chose to opt out. In the 1970s, the OPEC oil embargo led President Nixon to sign a bill calling for year-round daylight saving time. The experiment was short-lived, partially because of an outcry from parents worried that their children might be struck by cars on dark school mornings. But the idea of having naturally lit evenings was now firmly embedded in the American psyche. And in 1986, Congress extended daylight saving time from six months to seven. Again, it was the business lobbies that were the driving force behind the extension. Advancing clocks meant $200 million in additional sales for the golf industry. The barbecue industry moved an extra $100 million in grills and charcoal briquettes. Big Candy also got in on the action. To ensure that Halloween was tucked into the daylight extension, candy lobbyists put candy pumpkins on the seat of every U.S. senator. In 2005, President George W. Bush signed an energy bill that extended daylight saving time by yet another four weeks, to eight months total. At the time, polls suggested most Americans approved the move, but the annual shift still has its detractors. For one thing, science is mixed on the benefits of daylight saving time. While a 2008 Department of Energy report found that Americans' electricity use decreased by 0.5% after the Bush extension, other studies say daylight saving time actually increases energy consumption. Other critics say that the spring forward fall back disrupts our sleep schedules and leads to lost productivity. Advocates, however, point out that exposure to extra sunlight boosts vitamin D, and various studies show it cuts down on road accidents and robberies. Incredibly, after all this time, daylight saving is still not a fixed feature on the American calendar. Several states, including California, are considering measures to live permanently on either standard time or daylight saving time. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I'm Jesse Wright Mendoza, and thanks so much for listening.